0: Hola Mujerones, bienvenida again to the Mujeron podcast. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, health, wellness, uh, how to improve our healthy habits. We're going to be talking to a very special coach. She is the Latina health coach. I love her name (laughs) and she's going to be helping all of us Latinas regain that strength of having a healthy lifestyle, living a healthy lifestyle. And I think that this is going to really help you if you are currently looking to either switch into a healthy lifestyle or if you're already in it and you want to just share stories and listen more about the Latina health coach, stay tuned with us. So, Carla Salinari is a holistic health coach based in Brooklyn, New York. Her experience with pregnancy opened her eyes to the importance of nutrition. After gaining 82 pounds while carrying her daughter, she began to explore new avenues to better nourish herself and her family. Carla began by replacing the unhealthy aspects of her diet with whole foods and higher quality ingredients. The results were a healthier body weight and a better relationship with food and a happier outlook on life. Thank you so much, Carla, for joining us today. I'm so excited to listen more about your story, your journey, and see how you can help us as well to
1: live a better life and have a better relationship with food. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sonia, for having me. It's a pleasure to connect with the new platform and get to know you and your listeners and talk more about health and wellness as part of the Latina culture, and as it relates to us and how we grew up, because I feel like that just brings so many different women together. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much.
0: So your story kind of begins, or your journey kind of begins with your pregnancy.
1: Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Sure. So like a lot of Latinas, you know, I was raised in a house where we never were really taught about the importance of nutrition, even though we knew what it was like to be on a diet, it's two very different things, and we can talk about that a little bit later. And I always knew I was always a a big bone girl growing up, I I, I should say, and it was always something that was brought to my attention growing up, right? You know, like cuidate, no comas mucho, da 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 da. And so because of that, my relationship with food suffered a little bit as I. I grew up and I found myself after having left home and just I think it was in high school and like my first years of college, it became this mildly unhealthy relationship with diet and exercise. And you know, what fat diet? Is it like the cabbage soup diet? Is it like vamos a tomar líquido or let's go to the gym every day. So there was never like this healthy balance between the two. It was all this all or nothing mentality, which Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of Latina women can relate to. Guilty. So <laughs> I know so many of us are guilty. And I know I speak to a lot of Latinas that say, My God, the same thing happened to me, right? And I was speaking to a colleague of mine that said, you know, we grew up in a culture where it was comete toda la comida, but then it was like, No comas mucho que te pones gorda. So it mm. was there's never like that balance, right? Because there's that lack of education, right? So it's not, no te comas toda la comida is, o o, comete la comida, but it's Qual comida? Is it healthy comida? Is it unhealthy comida? So if we're never really taught that we're just told this is good, this is bad, do this, do don't do that. So, you know, in my experience, that's that's just how I developed a mildly unhealthy relationship with food. And I say mildly unhealthy because I didn't feel like I needed to seek therapy. And I know that this is a very sensitive topic that shouldn't be spoken about lightly. So when I get pregnant with Carolina, who is now six years old, I just let myself go. I'm like gonna eat everything that I deprived myself of eating while I wasn't pregnant, because I had to look a certain way and fit a certain body type because of how we grew up, right. So I was just having dessert after every meal and not doing the things that I was supposed to. So for me, it was a free for all, I was really, really eating for two, which we know now that that's not the way that you do things. So after Carolina's born, I'm sent home, right, with this baby and all of this unhealthy weight that I have to figure out how to take off, right? And it was something that was weighing on me very heavily because I knew that I had a mildly unhealthy relationship with food. So I decided that I wanted to go back to school and become a health coach. But in that moment, it was just to become a health coach for myself because I wanted to understand how foods affect my body. If I eat this with this, what will happen? If I don't eat this and I do eat this, what's going to happen? Because it is very easy to get caught up in the wonderful world of the internet where everybody has a different story that works for them, but that doesn't mean that it works for you right? But it's easy to go down this rabbit hole of, I'm going to do keto, or I'm going to do no carb or intermittent fasting or paleo. And then you're bombarded with all this information. And then you try it all at the same time, and nothing works. And you're frustrated. And then you go and you have a pint of ice cream, right? It's so, so relatable, right? Everybody can relate to that. Definitely. So I knew that I needed to figure it out for myself. So I enrolled in a nutrition school called IIN, which is the number one top nutrition school here in New York. And it was during my time in nutrition school, Sonia, that I had so many aha moments that I thought I need to share this with my community. More women need to hear this, like eat with purpose, understand the food choices that you're making. No comas por comer, right? That's a, that's a something that we, you know, that is, that is really important. Like we eat to satisfy hunger, right? But we don't understand why, why the body is telling us it's hungry, right? The body tells us that it's hungry because it needs nutrients, right? So in the, before all of this, my stomach would, would, would rumble, right? I would grab a Snickers bar. I would eat it. My stomach would start, would stop rumbling, you know, like that was, I put a bandaid on, on the problem. Then two hours later, I'd be hungry again. And I said, why am I hungry? I just had a Snickers bar. Of course, because I'm spiking my insulin levels, right? So the, the, and, and the stomach, needs food, right? The body needs nourishment and it asks you for nutrients in the form of hunger. And I'm like, wow, what? Mind blown, you know, like more Latinas need to hear this. More women need to hear this. So I said to my husband, Joe, I'm like, I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to start talking to other women who are on the same boat as me. And in that moment, it was like other moms that were trying to get their pre-baby pre-baby body weighs back, which is a ridiculous thing, right? Because our bodies completely change the minute that we have a child, our hips are never going to be the same. And that's okay. And that's an amazing thing to that's a wonderful thing to celebrate, right? You just gave birth to a human being like you're and we're punishing ourselves because we don't fit into the same genes that we did pre the baby weight, like, let's get rid of that mentality. But in the moment, I still had that and that's okay, that's all part of the journey. So I thought I'm going to start just talking to my girls, I'm going to start talking to my people. And I just started to share healthier recipes and just talk about the things that I learned. And in the moment, I was just communicating in English. And after a while, I'm like, I'm completely fluent in both languages. I'm like, I need to start sharing this in both English and Spanish because I need to talk to mujeres, I need to communicate with the masses because it this is transformative stuff. This is important things that we need to talk about, you know, and that's how it started. And here we are, four years later, the Latina health coach was born. And that's what I do. I not only share healthy recipes, but I explain to you why they're healthy, right, so that you can eat with purpose so that you can fall in love with foods that love you back. And in turn, Heal your relationship with food, assuming that you might have like an unhealthy relationship with food, or maybe you consider yourself an emotional eater, which is also very common in our culture, right? So, understanding that not that 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 pedazo de flan is going to satisfy you for all of five minutes and then it's going to make you feel worse than it did before you ate it, right? So, understanding that food is is meant to heal you, food is meant to nourish you, it's meant to give you energy, right? So when we know those things, we naturally choose differently. And when we choose differently, we naturally lose weight, we sleep better, we have better mental focus, our hormones are balanced, which means we're in a better mood, our period can regulate and everything's just starts to fall into place. Yeah. And that is the purpose behind what I do. I'm like, ladies, you need to hear this. Please listen to me. I have the solution to your yo-yo dieting. I have the solution to, you know, let's change the narrative. Let's flip the script and let's eat with purpose and fall in love with food. And, and Sonia, going back to our heritage, our culture, like we have an overabundance of amazing food that is not only incredibly delicious, but so healthy for us. Yet we spend millions of dollars on shakes, protein bars, um, hundred calorie, this, that, and the other thing, when we should just embrace the culture, embrace the food and embrace the nutrients and go back to basics and just, you know, heal from the inside out. And I mean, it's an amazing way to live. I mean, for me, um, I got asked, uh, once, you know, um, what is it that keeps you going? And for me, what keeps me going is how good I feel. Waking up on a Monday and, and not feeling like I need to start a new diet is really great. You know, talking to other women and to other women and encouraging them to come de los frijoles. It's okay. Upgrade them with cilantro, perejil, pimiento, ajo, all of those amazing flavors that are so aromatic and good for you. It's okay to eat them. Don't be afraid. It's great. So that's, that's how my journey began, and that's why I have, that's why my mission is to talk to as many Latinas as I can about the importance of flipping our relationship with food in order to heal and, you know, in turn lose weight and feel better, and, and, and also, more importantly, pave the way for the next generation of women right of children so that they don't have to suffer like a lot of us have had to suffer right so that they don't feel like they're prisoners of their own body in a party where they can't have the pastelitos and the croquetas because they feel like they're going to gain weight or you know be a prisoner of these fajas that we have to wear all the time because we're forced to look a certain way and that's another thing we have to heal our relationship with our bodies and with ourselves too, because you can change a body you hate. And I say this all the time to the women that I, that I, my clients, the women that I coach, I say, you know, how many times don't we pass by la vitrina or like, you know, the, the, the storefront and we look at our, our reflection and what do we do? Mete la barriga pa dentro, right? <laughs> We're like, this. we always have to fix ourselves because we have to look skinny. And because we have to look like this. How about we embrace the fact that this body created children, that these breasts fed our children, that these hips bared children. And when you change your relationship with your body, then you naturally want to make better choices. You naturally want to eat better and do better. And then it just, it's completely life-changing. It really is.
0: Yes. There's so many things that you touched on that I'm like, yes, yes, I can definitely relate. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the women listening to us can also relate to this. I really want to dive deeper into fixing like that relationship with food and how we can start to navigate through that? How can we really start to begin unpacking, right? What are those things and and those relationships, uh, maybe those habits that are not really allowing us to become our best version of ourselves when it comes to our wellness? What would you say would be like the first steps we can take in order to fix our
1: relationship with food? My advice is to do one thing every day that is a step towards reaching your goals, whether that is eating more vegetables at lunch, right? Or maybe one day a week, you don't have meat, or maybe you eat season- seasonally, right? So you upgrade maybe, um, right now here in New York, it's, um, still winter so we have a lot of winter vegetables so maybe it's we're having delicata squash which is something that maybe you've never had before and like trying it out it's one percent by the end of the year it's 365 things that you did differently which I promise you is a huge is a huge leap towards your goal that maybe at the beginning of the year you never thought you would capable of right? And also reading, I can't, I can't express enough the importance of education here, right? Like, if you don't know what it says on the back of a label, research it, and I promise you more times than not, you're going to choose not to have it because there's so many additives. There's so many things that are included in our foods these days that if people really took the time to research these things, we wouldn't put it in our body, much less we wouldn't give it to our children. So my advice is to do that. Take the time to flip the, the product around and read it. And if you don't understand something, look it up just that little change another day add one more serving of vegetables onto your plate just something maybe one day you want to you hear a song that you really like and you get up and you dance to it that you're moving your body you're getting your heart rate up so here every day you do one thing different that is 1% change and you start slow and i think that a lot of these diets a lot of these fad diets and challenges, right, are really just setting us up for failure. One, because it becomes an all or nothing thing. You have to do this, you have to do that, you have to eat this, eat this, eat this and not eat this, this and this and this. You're like, whoa, like I've been eating this way for X amount of years. And all of a sudden, I'm just going to change that never works. It sets you up to fail. And 90% of the time, it's unsustainable. And you're going to feel worse for giving up than you did when you started. So if every day you change one little thing, you don't feel like you're stuck in this diet, you don't feel like you're stuck in this restrictive place. And you're making choices based on the things that you like, but it's healthy as well. Yeah, and I can definitely
0: relate to that, that all or nothing mentality that I feel like for the maybe half of my life up to this point, that's been more than half of my life has been my mentality, all or nothing. Yeah, it's so hard on ourselves. And not only on our mental health, but also on our body, like that fluctuation and just taking it into like this intense mode, losing all that weight and then gaining it again, it, it hasn't really been a good journey for me. And I am constantly working on that because, you know, lifestyles and and you're you're just going through so many phases in life that Mm -hmm. your body will also change with it. So what are some of the things that you can give us advice on embracing those phases, right? Like you said, pregnancy is one or, you know, whatever life kind of throws at you, sometimes you're not going to look the way you looked when you were doing those really, really
1: strict diets. So how can we really accept those phases? The best advice that I can give you is look within and analyze how you feel. How do you feel in this moment of your life? Are you feeling like you can sleep better? Like you're, there's a lot going on in your life and like you're lacking sleep, which is super important. A lot of people don't really take sleep, uh, take sleep into consideration or, or seriously, that's a better way to explain it. And adjust those little things, right? Because when you feel good, it's easy for you to want to make better choices, to want to make healthier choices, you know, like one afternoon, if you want, if it's a nice day outside, go for a walk. That is a form of exercise. You know, we are stuck in this mindset that if you're not sweating profusely, Mm -hmm. unable to catch your breath or at a gym. Or in front of your computer or in front of your television at home, that that's not exercise. That's not true. Going up and down the stairs, pasando mapu al piso, doing laundry, uh, all of these things, going for a walk, dancing, these are all forms of exercise, right? But again, we're stuck in this all or nothing mentality and we embrace the changes. Like if you're not able to go to the gym because you are transitioning or because you are you know living in a new home and you're just you can't then you adjust and you make those changes based on the things that you could do right and you embrace the changes you know I'm actually going to do um a live that everybody can go on my page and watch it after that, uh, I'm going to be talking to a style expert about accepting your body in, you know, at every stage of your journey, right? Like, I know that for a lot of Latinas, we're like, I'm in between sizes, I'm not going to buy a dress for the party, because I'm waiting to lose weight. No, buy the dress for the party and embrace your curves, embrace how you look, embrace this new version of you, because I can guarantee you that you might look different, but you're a lot smarter. You're a lot wiser. You have a beautiful family. You're in a completely different stage in your life. So embrace that, right? Also, so many women are also in this mindset of, I'm not going to buy clothes until I get skinny. No, I'm not going to do it. Why? Why not? Why don't we buy pieces? And that doesn't mean that we should give up, on wanting to shed some weight, or you know, that doesn't mean that and I don't when I and I don't want people to to misinterpret what I'm saying, but let's love our bodies enough to want to change it. And I'm sorry, but no matter at how at what weight you are at what stage in your life, if you put on a nice dress, a nice pair of earrings, a little bit of lipstick, or you put your hair in a bun, you feel really good. And if you feel really good, and there's a plate of Pasta and there's a plate of salad with a piece of I don't know, tofu or da-da-da-da. Because you feel sassy and you feel really good, you know that plate of veggies and tofu and veg and whatever salad is gonna make you feel better. And I guarantee you're gonna pick that, right? So let's promote, you know, dressing for every stage of your journey, not just when you're skinny, not just when you got your baby body back, right? Because look at everything that this body does for us, we have to love it, honor it and respect it no matter at what stage it is. And I promise that everything is going to start to change the minute that we do that. And another thing that's really important to address here, Sonia is these things take time, you know, even for me, that I talk to a million people all the time. Anybody who's going to listen to my story, I'm going to tell my story too, because I feel like if you spark a little bit of curiosity, people are going to want to, you know, continue on that. Sometimes it happens to me where I'm just like, I just don't feel like it today. And that's okay too. Sometimes you're just not going to feel like it. But let us be a reminder to each other. That's why the power of community is so strong and important. As you know, from the Mujeromo uh, movement, yeah. That if we have like-minded women that help each other, uplift each other, want to help one another thrive and feel good, then we just do better naturally together as a group. We uplift each other. So surround yourself with other women that have the same mindset as you, you know, connect with them, share you know, healthy recipes with them say, Hey, do you want to go on a walk? Or do you want to meditate together? Or do you want to go dancing or whatever gardening or whatever it is, you know, and that helps us really accept ourselves the way that we are. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't want to change our body. That means we accept our bodies the way that we are. And we're working towards a different phase in our journey.
0: Yes. And I like that you said, write it down, right? How do you feel right now? And I think that's probably the best way to be real with ourselves and Mm -hmm. tell ourselves like, hey, I'm not in the best place in my life. I know I can be doing better. Maybe I'm not feeling energetic. Maybe I'm not getting enough sleep, right? When you realize like, okay, this is this might be a time where I can put a little bit more effort into changing the things that I want to improve. So I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's, All in how we're feeling and how we're doing. And ultimately, it's about health and how we can also give that feeling to others, right? Because I feel that when we're in our best health and our wellness journey, we're just, we kind of, pass that on to the people around us. So I want to go into a little bit about consistency. And I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. But how do you think we can be able to change and make it a lifestyle instead of making it like a band-aid fix?
1: Yes, that is actually a really good question. The first thing that I have to say is once we get out of the restricted mentality, And we don't say this is a new diet that I'm on, or this is a new like eating plan or whatever, it just becomes easy. And I like to call that being flexitarian. You know that a lot of people like to say like, Oh, I'm vegetarian or I'm pescatarian or I'm da." -da -da -da." How about we're flexitarian and that's okay. Right? Like some days you eat. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's be flexitarian, like I'm flexible. And when you're flexible, you naturally stick to things longer. It's like a human condition. It's unbelievable. And everybody could research this. And when we get out of that mentality of I can't eat this, I'm not allowed to eat that you naturally stick to things differently, because you don't feel like there's like this restriction, right? So my first advice is to just look at food and ask yourself, how does this serve a purpose, right? Whether that's I'm trying to reduce my cholesterol, I'm trying to improve my diabetes, I'm trying to get off diabetes medication, which I have a lot of clients who who are that or um, I'm trying to reduce inflammation or whatever it is, right, whatever your your goal is, and you look at your plate of food, and you're like, how is this plate of food serving me versus how is this plate of food going to help me lose weight? Mm. You see the difference, right? So when we ask ourselves those questions, we choose differently. So it's like, okay, Maybe I can have malanga instead of potato because it has more potassium, which will be better for blood pressure. I can have malanga because it has more fiber. So it's gonna help me stay full longer versus a potato, which will probably spike my insulin levels, right? And then I'm gonna have um, some dark leafy greens with some healthy fat and some nuts and some seeds. And then maybe I'm going to have some lean meat because the protein is going to give me energy and help me stay full longer as well. So now your choices are based on what your health goals are, and they're not getting skinny. They are either getting, like I said, getting off medication or being healthy. You see what you see. So my point is, is that when we switch our relationship with food in that way, and we look at food as how it's serving our purpose to be healthier we naturally choose differently versus i no puedo comer esto because esto me engorda so the next time you look at a plate of food or our viewers look at a plate of food this is an exercise that i like to teach my clients i'm like look at it and say how are all of these things on this plate going to serve me and that is how you fall in love with foods that love you back right because i'm not telling you don't eat the cake right? If you want to have un pedazo de bizcocho de cumpleaños, you could totally have a piece of birthday cake. It's totally fine. But ask yourself the question. And you're like, okay, well, this has a lot of sugar. And I know, but I'm also enjoying my life. So I'm going to have a little bit of it. And then that's it. And then everything shifts the relationship with food shifts.
0: I was actually gonna ask you about like having those those foods that you enjoy, right? And, and having those a lot of people call them like cheat meals. I like, to- oh, meals because like you're yeah anyway (laughs) but I think that obviously we have to be realistic especially like coming from a Latino background like we love those flan and and pasteles and everything so how what you mentioned right now just really allowing yourself to still have it but not allow yourself to get to the point where you just ate half of the cake and you feel horrible next time how do you really are able to do that in the moment?
1: Sure. So I like to promote a 90-10 lifestyle. 90% of the time you eat as clean as you possibly can. Also taking into consideration that there are also going to be times in your life where you can't eat the same way you would eat at home or if you would have bought the groceries, and that's okay. Let's not become prisoners of our own body to the point that it affects our social life. Because at the end of the day, food is pleasure. Food brings us together. The Latina community, we share so many beautiful memories around the dinner table, around food, around holidays that revolve around food. So let's not become prisoners of a way of life. Let's be flexitarian, right? And enjoy the things that we like in moderation, knowing that the pasteles, the bunuelos, the flan or whatever it is, isn't, isn't exactly in line with our health goals, but it's still life. It's still pleasure, right? So we enjoy a little bit and we think about it. We're like, okay, well, now I know that if I'm eating something that's super sugary, It's very possible that in the next two hours, I'm going to be hungry again, but it's not because I'm hungry. It's because my sugar insulin increased. So if you know those things, then you're able to make better choices, right? So maybe in two hours, when you're like hungry again, maybe you'll have some water. Maybe you can have a salad. Maybe you can have some nuts and a piece of fruit. Things like that, rather than going for another piece of pastel, or right. another buñuelo, or another ice cream, or whatever it is, right? You're conscious and you're aware of how these foods affect your body. Refined sugar, processed foods, all of these res- desserts, which are made with those things, are going to spike your blood sugar levels. Are going to make you hungry or faster. But if you know that already. Then you're going to counteract that with something healthy so that you don't go on that hamster wheel of not being able to control what comes after that. Right. So you enjoy it. You know, my husband and I go out to dinner on Fridays, and sometimes my daughter will say, I want pizza. And I'm like, okay, let's go for pizza. But we always have a salad on the table. And, you know, I love to put salad on my pizza. And I'll have a glass of wine, but I'll also have a glass of water and I'll have more salad than pizza. So I had pizza with my family. I enjoyed it. And then I move on. It doesn't become this thing that I cheated. Now I'm going to cheat for the rest of the weekend and I'll start on Monday again. No, I enjoyed a meal with my family. After the meal was over, that's the end of that. Tomorrow, when I eat again, I go back to eating how I eat to feel good. And that's the key. Because a lot of people do really good Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday at lunch. And then Friday dinner, fiesta, right? Vicious cycle, man. It's the vicious cycle. And then Friday night, you start with the cocktails. And this Saturday, you're like, ah, ya se jodio la dieta. (laughs) um saturday sunday and then monday you feel bloated you're constipated your pants don't fit for work and you're like i'm gonna start on a diet and then you're like i'm gonna start my diet again change the script change it change it olvídate de eso enjoy in moderation and keep it moving the next meal shouldn't be a a meal that it that it has an overabundance of refined foods or processed whatever it is make it as clean as possible and even when you go out to dinner just try to make the best choices that you can like if something is fried you maybe you ask for a grilled or if there isn't a vegetable on your plate maybe you ask for a vegetable remember that vegetables have a lot of fiber fiber fills you up more So always remember, have leafy greens on your plate, order a salad whenever possible, have grilled vegetables with your meat. Even if you're gonna have something like fried chicken or a pizza, you should always have a veggie, Mm. always. And make that part of your lifestyle. This is not even, so. and at the end, you're not even going to think about it. It just becomes part of who you are. And then your children are watching, right? The kids are watching, and then the husbands or the wives, They're like, what do you got over there? Because people are always paying attention, always. They're like, what are you doing? You're not on a diet anymore? And you're like, no, this is my lifestyle. I no longer diet. And they're like, oh, I want that. Tell me about it. And then you talk to other people about it and it becomes a ripple effect. And it's such a liberating way of life. It really is. It's such a liberating way to live. And I feel like all Latinas need to hear this. Like we don't need to live in fajas, on juice cleanses, drinking shakes, killing ourselves at the gym, like let's free ourselves from that. Let's go back to basics, eating natural fruits, vegetables, herbs, and spices that are all part of our culture, which are incredibly amazing for our health. And let's break free from diet culture. Let's love and accept our bodies and let's start all over again with a new narrative, with a new story and pave the generation, the next generation for our children and our children's children. I
0: love this, Carla. for so
1: <laughs> for sharing this with us. I
0: know it's going to help a lot of people, even just thinking about it. Um, recently, I kind of decided to take on this lifestyle right right rather than doing this all or nothing mentality so definitely this is something that resonates with me ladies let us know on youtube or on our ig if this resonated with you too you can find carla at the latina health coach we will definitely put everything on the show notes so that you guys can follow her if you want to ask any questions make sure you reach out to her carla thank you so much for Pleasure. the work you're doing and Uh, Ladies, there you have it. The Latina Health Coach. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so
1: much for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.